are mighty, oh. You are my everything. You are my all in all. You are my everything. You are my all in all. You are all I've got. You are all I've got in heaven and the earth. You are all I've got. You are all I need in heaven and the earth. Hey, Taloda Bire, Taloda Bire, Taloda Bire, Taloda Bire, Ninu Bobo, Alagbara Laye, Osani Toda Bire, Jesu, Taloda Bire. Any <laughs> Inubobo, alafala laye, taloda pire, olua. You are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh. There is no like you. You are my confidence. You are my only no. You are my confidence, you are all I've got. I got my confidence in you. Jesus, I got my confidence in you. Anytime, any day, I got my confidence in you. Jehovah. I got my confidence in you. Jesus told me that I got my confidence in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted, Jesus. Oh, Lord, be praised, be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. Amen. Can we pray in the spirit for at least for the next few thirty seconds? Can we just pray in the spirit? Jebala kaboros ketebala kapos bele kapa lende kubara beli kapos ketebele kapos le kabara bele kapos bele kapo le kubele kababos bele tetetete. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Rendo shobele kapo, zeko bele kapo, sobele kapo. Reko baba bosso bele kapo, rambele kapo. Jebelende ko bele kapo, soko beli kapa. Father, thank you, Jesus, thank you. Rebele kapo, sobele kapa. Lord, we are grateful. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Thank you very much for that wonderful worship section. Um, the book of um, John chapter 16, verse 33. So, teaching on trusting God. 
if you're in Nigeria or you're any part of this world, you know that in this country currently there is a lot going on. So um, taking my text from the book of John chapter 16, verse 33, say these things are spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace, but in the world they shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But this is so Jesus speaking, you know. Book of John, he said, Be of good cheer, overcome the world. He told us already that in the world there's going to be tribulations. So, if you're a believer who you are giving to God's word, you're a good Bible student, you will know that tribulations and probably most of the things that a believer will pass through, they are not naturally or they are not necessarily new. Do you get? They are not necessarily new. He said, In this world, that you will see tribulation. I like to paraphrase it and say that in this world, you will see shaky. But it said that in me that you have peace. So he said, when you walk through fire, he didn't say when you run, meaning that there will be time, there will be seasons where things may not go the way you plan them or the way you ought, the way you think they should go. Do you get so as as a believer? I know that the Bible said that the part of the church as a shining light that it shines more and more to the brighter day. Yes, we'll get better as believers, but even as you get better, there may be seasons, there may be moments where things are not just going the way that you, you think they should go or the way you want them to go. And the saddest thing about some of these things is that, you know, I I, I begin to say, to say this recently that I do not think that everybody going through certain things or people who things are not going for, that there's something that they are not doing correct. You know, the Bible told us about Elijah. And, you know, Elijah was telling God that, you know, everybody has bowed down to bow. And God said, no, there are still 7,000 accurate prophets. So just because the guys are not popular is not an indication that they are doing something wrong. Those guys were not popular. Elijah was the one who, who was popular. He was the one, let me paraphrase, he was the one on billboard. He was the one dining with kings. He was the one, you know, people know. So, and God told him that there are still 7,000 people. So, just because something is not going the way it should go for certain people, is not an indication that, ah, they are not fasting enough. Ah, they are not praying enough. You know, I've always, I've given the example of Zechariah, the one that gave birth to John. The Bible told us how they were righteous before God. Bible even said that they were blameless before God, that Zachariah would give birth to John. Um, if you see the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible told us that Zachariah was righteous before God, that he was blameless. Do you know what it takes for a man to be righteous and be blameless before God under the law? And the Bible said that Zachariah was, and with his wife, not just him, he said they were righteous and they were blameless before God. The book of Luke chapter 1 verse 4, think so that they were righteous and they were blameless before God and yet the Bible now says something striking in Esmas you see but yet they were still what they were childless okay Luke chapter 1 verse 6 okay let me read from verse 5 he said and there was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Apia and his wife was of the daughter of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth Verses. He said, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandment and ordinances of the Lord, blameless do you know what it means for a man and his wife to be to be working righteous and blameless before God under the law? That was a difficult thing. Anybody found in that kind with that kind of criteria is somebody who has a solid work with God. But in verse seven, and the Bible said, and they had no child. So you cannot trace it to the fact that uh, Zachariah and his wife 
were barren because they did something wrong or because they were not fasting enough or because they were not praying enough or because they didn't have enough faith. The Bible told us here that they were doing everything right. There are times when everything can be right and yet things may still be wrong. It's not that you need to, you are pressing more, you are praying more, you are studying more, you are growing more, but things just seem not to be growing. What you need is consistency. Not really that you have to reduce something or you have to increase something. Do you get? There are times where you don't have to put pressure on yourself because you're already doing everything that you ought to do. So this is the story. This was the story of Zachariah. The Bible said that they were righteous, both him and his wife. And then he said, following the commandment of the Lord. And they were blameless before him. That was such a, a huge task for a person under the Lord. This was not the dispensation of grace. So under law. And, and then the Bible now said, but the, he said, and they had no child. So you cannot trace if it was to be in this generation. And they were not even young. He said, and they were, he said, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was buried. And they were both now were streaking in years. So that means they have waited for long. They have been righteous before God for long. They have been blameless before God for long. So it's not as if they were not consistent. They were, he was a priest. They were being righteous, blameless before God. So, and they were not even young people. And yet the Bible said they had no child. So it's not every time when something is wrong with you is an indication that you are not doing enough. There are things that you can be doing enough and what you just need is to be, to be consistent with the enough that you're doing. So let us not uh, begin to see that when people go through certain seasons in their life or when people go through certain phases in their life is an indication that they are not doing enough. Yes, there are times that people may not be doing enough. There are times that people may need to work on themselves. Maybe they may need to press more in the place of prayer. Maybe they may need to press more in the place of study. Maybe they may need just, to just press more around. But there are also times that you can see that people have done everything that they ought to do. You see? There are situations that have been that are you know have spoken to people, counsel them, and honestly speaking, everything that I know, even as a man of God, they have done it. Everything that I think that should be done, they have done it. And yet the desired result is not showing. And yet, what they are trusting God for seems not to be showing. So it is not every time that people are going through certain phase that ah. This person know they fast with this person. There are things that people have done all that they have that, that they should do. They have engaged principles, they have studied, they have prayed, they have done this. Now, this reminds me of the story of Peter. The Bible said that they have toyed all night. Hope you know that Peter was a professional fisherman. Not like that was the first day that he was fishing. He wasn't, he was, he was, he was a professional fisherman. He said they had toyed all night. Then Jesus came in the morning and said, Cast your net to the right side. There is no way you would tell me that during the night that they told you that they didn't cast their net at that particular place, Jesus asked them to cast the net. They have done all of that before Jesus came. So, them not catching fish was not an indication that they were doing something wrong. No. They were, they were, they were good with what they were doing. It's not, it's not a proof that there's something, there's a principle, there's this and that that they have not done. Mm -mm. They were doing the things that they ought to do. So maybe in case you are in this phase and you think that what you have to do is to examine yourself. If, am I doing this thing well? Am I praying? Am I studying? Am I really following the principles of scriptures and this and that? When you check yourself and you find out that you are doing and following what God has asked you to do over the time and things is not seems not to be showing the way it should show, then what you need is consistency. 
just continue what God have asked you to do. And again, you know, the story of Job was, is a story that is um, um, a bit very fascinating and interest, interesting to me. I was discussing with a friend during the week, just like I call it a mini Bible study, and we we're just looking at the story of Job. Hope you know that Job went through all that he went through because he was righteous with God. Job did not go through all of those problems just because, uh, because maybe he disobeyed God. He went through all that he went through just because he was righteous with, with God. Let's see the book of Job chapter 1. So Job did not go through all those things because he was, you know, he was not doing well. Um, let me read from the, uh, let me read from verse 4. Of, from verse 4. And his sons went and fasting in their house, and everyone in his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the day of their feasting were gone, about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up. In the early morning and offered burnt offering according to the numbers of them all for job said it may be that my sons have seen and cursed god in their heart thus did job continually job was even sacrificing in case the, the children did anything wrong look at how a man can be so walking orderly before god then verses now there was a day when the sons of god now if you check the story of job from verse 1 to verse 5 was the natural realm. The Bible was speaking about the family, the life of Job. Then verses now switch to spiritual realm. Oh, I've, I've said this over and over. Let me just repeat it again. Hope you know that. Don't think that verses just happen immediately after verse 5. Because in theology, there's what we call the, um, the theory of gap pillars, meaning that um, um, verses might happen years even after verse 5. So don't just think because they just compile it like that. So from verse 1 to verse 5 is a spiritual, is a physical realm that was talking about the life of Job, the children, and all of those stuff. Then in verse 6, they now switch to the spiritual realm. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before Lord, and Satan also um, was among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, When comes that? And Satan answered, the Lord said, From going through and through in it, and from walking up and down in it. Verse 8. The Lord said unto Satan, As thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and is still evil. He said, One that feareth God and is still evil. So don't think that Job went through all that he went through because he was. There's something, you know, I've read all kind of um, theology stuff about the story of Job and with all due respect, but let's just stick with what the Bible said. The Bible said, the one that fears the Lord, is having a still evil. Do you know what it means? And and Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for not? Has thou not made a ledge about him and about his house and about all thy had on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance increase in the land. Now, when Satan said that, did um, Job fear you for not? What Satan was trying to say that. Do you think Job fears you because he truly fears you? He fears you because you have you have put a protection around about him. He fears you because you have allowed his sometime his substance to increase. He has resources. His children are doing well. You know things are going well for you. This is the danger of loving God just because of the things that he wants to get from him. So Satan here was challenging God and saying that, do you think Job loves you just because um, you are God? He loves you because of the things that you have done for him, because you have caused his substance to increase, because you have done this and this for him. You have done that and that for him. That's why he loves you. Don't think he loves you because of that. So in verse 11, he said, but now, as thou not made an edge about him, and as thou 
in his house and about and he had on every side that has blessed his work of his hands and substances increased in the land verse 11 but put forth thy hand now and touch all that he had and he will cost thee to thy face so satan was saying that you just touch the things he had now i will show you something every time satan wants to attack a man they are, satan have a threefold ministry in the book of john chapter um, 10 verse 10 the bible told us that satan has come to kill to steal and to destroy this is the threefold ministry of Satan. Everywhere you see killing, stealing, and destroying, you know that Satan is around the place. He said, For Satan has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So Satan has threefold ministry that used to attack believers to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So this was Satan here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, talking to God and saying that you just touch him, touch the things that you have, you will see that you will not, you will see the, you will see how you will just change and cause you. And if you want the three things that Satan attacked in the life of Job, these are the major three things that Satan usually attacks in the life of a believer. And the first thing that he attacked in the life of Job was to attack his resources and then his children, his resources and then his children. Now, verse um, let's see verse eleven. Okay, he said, put forth thy hand now and touch all thy heart, and it will cause thee. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all thy heart is in thy power. Only upon himself, put not forth thy hand, so that Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, what will happen there? God said, okay, you can go ahead, you have my permission, you can go ahead, but then don't touch him. Because there are three major food that Satan will always touch around the believer's life. He touched his property first and then his children. Now, that was spiritual realm. Now, they switched back to natural realm in verse 13. He said, and there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating, drinking, wine in their elder brother's house. Now, don't think that immediately Satan and God were done talking that um, the thing began to happen to um, Job immediately just like that. No, no. They were years apart. This again shows you that the physical realm is only a replay of the spiritual realm. Anything that you see that happens physically, that happened already spiritually. So the physical is only a replay of the spiritual realm. So it's only a shadow of the spiritual realm. So the things that happened to Job had already happened in the spiritual realm. And now this is it. So when you see that the properties of Job, maybe um, his house caught fire, you would think that it's just one careless lady in the house that was working for him that put on the gas. You don't know that that putting on gas was, was sponsored and inspired by his spirit. That's why as a believer, we must be discerning. Don't think that everything that just happened is just the carelessness of somebody. Satan can sponsor carelessness. So, verse 13, he said, And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the axes feeding beside them. And the servants fell upon them and took and took them away. And they have slain the servant with the edge of the sword. And I am only, and I only escape alone to tell thee. You know, they even killed the servant, and something fell upon the cattle and the things that he had. Now you would think that maybe the servant is the one that is careless, just like I just like I said earlier. Spirit, when Satan wants to deal with a man, and a spirit can sponsor carelessness. So don't think that the life of Job that just began to think just began to scatter. If Job was in this generation or this dispensation, and maybe somebody intelligent who is not a believer is around him, the person will think that maybe his servants or the people he employed are just careless people. But he will not know that those things that were happening to him, those carelessness was, were sponsored by a spirit. And while he was here speaking, there came another 
and said, fire of, fire, the fire of God is falling from heaven and had burned up the sheep and the servant and consumed them. And I only have escaped alone to, to tell thee. Verse 17. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, said, the children made out three bands and fell upon the camp and carried them away. Yea, and slain the servant with the edge of the sword. I am the only one who escaped to tell thee. Verse 18. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in the elder brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote four corners of the house, and it fell upon young men, and they were dead, and only um, escaped alone to the body. Now, the, yeah, the first thing that he attacked was his property. The second thing he, he attacked was his children, his loved ones. Check when Satan is about to perfect a believer. These are the three major places that he comes through. Your finances, your resources, then it comes around those who you love. Maybe you just hear all of a sudden your mom begins to seek a terminal sickness or a person's dad begins to seek or your younger one or your senior one. So when Satan is about to perfect a, a, a person, these are the three major ways it comes through. The first is through their resources. Second, through those people whom they love. Now, I just want you to check something here that happened here. And you, there came a wind from the wilderness and smote four corners of the house and it fell. Which kind of wind will come and fall in the house and then people inside will not die? To show you that that kind of wind is not ordinary. If you give scientists to explain, they will explain to you that it's something, something, something that usually happens after 40 days in a year, usually happens after 30 days in a year. See, that something has a scientific explanation is not an indication that it's not sponsored by them. Are you getting my point? In the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 39, the Bible told us that while Jesus were going to the other side, they were in the ship, he said a wind arose and you know the disciples were afraid and Jesus did what rebukes the wind. We did not know, you will not understand that scripture until you go to verse 5. Hope you know that when scriptures were originally written, they did not number them. Yes? They didn't number scriptures. It was during the translation to, you know, as they translated that they numbered, the, they numbered them as scriptures. They numbered them and put numbers to them. So, in Mark chapter 4, from verse 39, the Bible told us how that, you know, um, there was every wind and Jesus had to stood, um, stood up and rebuke the wind. It was in verse 5 we understood the reason why that wind came. We saw that when Jesus got to the other side, he met a man who legions of demons were in his body. The wind that arose in, in chapter 4 was Satan trying to prevent Jesus from going to that place. And we saw that when Jesus cast out the demons, the legions of demons in that man's heart, the Bible said that in the book of um, in Mark chapter 5, verse 30, 34 down, he said that the man began to publish in the Capolis, meaning that that man was like an evangelist that would have taken the gospel of Jesus and announced Jesus to everywhere, but he was being bound by, the, by a spirit a legion. And then when Jesus was trying to go there, a wind, one kind wind that was sponsored by devil, was trying to prevent him to go there. Now, I'm trying to connect the scripture to you. It is that, it is the, that kind of wind again that blew here and killed the children of Job. So, there are things that you will see in your life. This again should make you know. There are things that you will see in your life that you will know that this one, this one is not ordinary. It is sponsored by a spirit. See, let me, let me tell you this. No object has the capacity to stay long except it is sponsored by a spirit. Look at some of these animals, they just have soul, they don't have spirit. You know, a man is a spirit um, that has his 
the man is a spirit that, that, that has a body and has a mind. I'm paraphrasing. If you check First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 33, you know, you'll see there Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You can go back and study them. So a man is a spirit, has a soul, and that is in a body. Let me put it that way, paraphrasing. So if you see some of these animals, they, they don't have spirits, you know, cockroaches, all of these things, they don't stay long. Their lifespan is not long because no spirits. Are you getting this? So, when you see an object, a situation, do not have that capacity to stay long, except it is sponsored by a spirit. Normally, there are certain kind of sickness that if they happen to you, they should they should be able to just leave you after some times. But when you find out that they are being prolonged, know that it is sponsored by a spirit. Are you getting it? So, when the Bible said that, that, that the, um, a great wind from wilderness smote and fell upon the corners of the house. Which kind of wind is that? That will just come and fall upon the house and people inside the house will die. And this wedding. And look at look at Job's life. Everything was just happening, happening consistently. Now, Satan had touched the, the properties of Job. He has um, touched the things and um, his children that he lost. Now, the third thing that he touched was what? was his health because now satan went back satan saw that job was not bending he was not bending to the things that he was doing chapter 2 verse 1 is here and again there was a day when the sons of god came to present themselves before lord and satan came also among them to present himself before the lord and the lord said unto satan from whence comest thou and satan answered the lord and said from going to and fro in it and from walking up and down in it he's walking and looking for whom he will devour verse 3 and the lord said unto satan as thou consider my servant job god was showing him again you have taught his, his resources you have taught his children and yet he's still serving me he said and the lord said unto satan as thou considered my servant job that there is none like him in the earth and a perfect and upright man woe that feared god and eschew evil and still he folded fast in his integrity although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause now, yes, it does. Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yeah, all that the man had will he give for his life. So Satan was saying that, you know, look, look at the excuse he gave initially. He said, Job fears you because you have protected him, because you have protected his resources and his children. Now, God gave him permission. He went ahead and, and you know, touched his resources and his children. And now Job seems not to be bending. And Satan again is saying that it's because you have not taught his health. If you touch his health, he will bow down. Forget it. If you touch it, verse 5. But pull forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will cause thee to thy face. These are the three major things that Satan touches when he's about to buffet the man. One is resources. Two, those whom he loves. Maybe your, your sister, your mother, your, your children. Three, your health. These are the three major things that Satan goes after when he wants to perfect the man. And these are the three things that he went after when he was going after Job. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. And God will you know, save his life. Verse 7, So when Satan fought from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with, with sore boys from the sole of his feet unto his crown, verse 8, he took him at post there to scrape himself with her, and he sat down among ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou retain thy integrity? Cause God and die. What Satan was doing was to get Job to cause God and die. And now Satan is not even influencing the wife to say, Cause God and die. 
But see what um, Job said. He said, But he said unto her, Thou speaketh as one of the foolish women, speaketh what? Shall we receive good at the end of God, and shall we not receive evil in all this he did on Job with his life? And Job did. You know, Job was just so, even though Satan had touched his resources, touched um, his children, and then touched his health, but he was still, and his wife is now being influenced and say that curse God and die. But Job said no. So you see that Job went through all the things that he went through, not necessarily because he was a bad person. In fact, the Bible said he fears the Lord. So let me even say this, respectfully speaking. When people sometimes are not facing certain things, it may be an indication that they are even in the wrong path. Yes. Yes. Somebody said something long time ago. He said, when Satan knows that you're already in his net, he has no business running after you again. Now, there are people who are so cold, they don't serve the Lord, they don't know the Lord, they don't do anything. They, see, Satan may not be doing anything to them. Eh? He's, he's focusing on those who, who can come and help those kind of people later. So we see here that Job went through all that he went through, not because he was a bad person, not because he was not fasting enough, not because he was not studying enough, not because he was not doing the things that he should do enough. There are people that God has seen your heart, that every time money comes into your hand, you think about yourself and you think about his kingdom. Every time God tries to give you an, an, an elevated position, you use that position to talk about the things of God. You use that position to project the gospel of Jesus. Do you think Satan will see your heart that way and he will not fight you? And there are others that every time they have resources is to spend it on carnal things, you know. Satan may just be saying that I will come back to you later. Don't worry, you, you are, you are already in my net. There's no need. But when he sees your heart, your own heart, how your heart is panting for the things of God, how almost every time you want the gospel of Jesus to reach everywhere. Another thing to look at was the life of Paul. Paul was the one in his episodes who wrote more about, you know, our authority in Christ, our, our positional advantage in Christ from the book of Ephesians, um, um, Colossians. He was writing about all of this. But the same Paul who wrote our, about our positional um, place in Christ, our authority in Christ, the same one was the one who went through the hardest hardship among the apostles. About when he was boasting about his apostleship, he was talking about how many times he was beaten with rod, he stayed underwater. He went through all kinds of persecution. Yet, he was the one who wrote more about our authority in Christ, our positional advantage in Christ, how we are, how Satan is under our feet, how we have this and this and that. Isn't that funny that somebody who went through all that kind of stress is still the one not telling us about our authority that we have in Christ? So, you see that just because a person is going through certain things in life is not usually an indication that they are not doing enough. The life of Job that I just explained now is an example. So I have um, some things here. In case maybe you are going through this kind of atrophies, the first thing I'll be talking about is joy that is sponsored by written word. You must learn to cultivate the habit of joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Now, see, let me tell you something. I've said this over and over, and I'll just repeat it again. That joy is usually not the absence of tears. You can be crying and still be crying in joy. Joy is a revelation that no matter what I'm going through, no matter the trials, God is with me. 
I thought here several times that the love of God is not measured by the amount of the salary that you're, rece you're receiving per month. The love of God is not measured by the amount that you have in your account. The love of God is measured by what? By John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved Busayo. For God so loved Tolani. For God so loved Charles that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So, the measurement of God's love is not by the amount of the things that you have or that you have accumulated. Are you getting it? So, that when you are going through seasons that you cannot explain, the first thing that you, you I will counsel you, I will tell you to do for yourself is what? Joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. When I say joy sponsored by the written word of God, this kind of joy, you may not be able to dance. You know, people say, you, there are things that you go through and you see. Challenges are so audacious, so you can go through certain things in your life. You, you would have forgotten that you know how to speak in tongues. Because you open your mouth for tongues to come out, it's tears that will come out. Challenges can be so audacious. Eh? They can be so audacious. You can do all that you ought to do, everything, and yet things seem not to be changing. In this kind of face and situation, what you need to do is joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Now, when I say joy is sponsored, your body, that's why you must be careful if you are the overly emotional person. In this case, you may not feel it in your emotion, but you speak God's word. Lord, like God's word speak. let's see the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1. So, this you must learn to do what? That joy that is sponsored by God's word. Joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Meaning that you have to go to God's word and see what scripture says to you. Where you speak God's word to yourself. First, um, James, I mean, James chapter 1 verse 2. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. He said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. He said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. You can you can live a church service where you are done praying in tongues for five hours. You are done doing all of the things you, you pray, the administer communion, and only for you to get home. And the next morning you receive the sack letter. God, but I'm in church worshiping. Scriptures, joy that is sponsored by God's word. You see, God, I count it all joy. I know that this situation. May, have a, may, may tell on my finances, may tell on the way I will live, Lord, but I refuse to be sad. You can be saying this and be crying. Joy is not the absence of tears. is a revelation that God is with you even in tears. You get it? It's not the fact that you are, you know, you can, no, you can, you can cry, but cry in joy. So it must be joy that is sponsored by God's word. Let's see the book of First Peter chapter 6, verse 9. Oh, first, I mean, oh, sorry, I don't know. So, as I was saying, count it or joy. When you go through all of the situations, all of the things that seems to be disturbing, count it or joy. And, and, like I said, challenges can be so audacious. Ah, you know, there are people who, they have not really gotten to that phase of life. There are people that, they have been shielded by privilege. You know, they have been shielded by privilege all their life. Sometimes privilege can blind people. 
when people are being shielded by privilege sometimes they will think that other people are lazy so when people have been shielded by privilege are just talking and saying that this and this and that don't worry everybody at a point in life will taste the other side of life it may not be much it may not be in the same category but everybody once in a while will test the other side of life so scripture joy that is sponsored and inspired by god's word joy that is what that is sponsored and what inspired by god's word he said but the god of all grace this is first peter 5 he said call us unto his eternal glory for by christ jesus after you have suffered a while make you perfect established and said to you so joy that is sponsored by the written word of god so you are not just happy just because things you know when things are not going the way you want them to go you are human you may have the right sometimes to just want to be down but then this is why as a christian as a believer you must be a man or a woman of the world you must be what a man or a woman of the world you must be somebody who is giving to god's word joy 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 that is sponsored by the written word of god not joy that is sponsored by just you know no your emotion may not be reacting to it but you are happy not because of the condition of things but you are happy because what god says because god is a faithful god see let me tell you people so many people think that they trust god but they do not trust god yes they do not let me give you an example if dan Gote send you a text tomorrow this night and say that by seven o'clock tomorrow if you can get to my house there's a package for you I know people who, if they're in Ibadan, and that is in Lagos, there are people who live in Ibadan these nights and say, I, can't, I cannot afford the traffic in Lagos. I don't mind how much you want to take. I'm sure that when I see Dangote, it will give me the money for the cab. So sometimes we don't know when we unconsciously trust men than God. So when the Bible now says, He was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think. So there are, there are times, there are situations and there are conditions that you may not even be able to sing. Sing, where you want to sing. You may not even be able to pray. That open your mouth and begin to pray. All you are doing is just crying. And then all that can be coming out from your mouth is God you are faithful. You can be crying and yes, still be in joy. So joy is not necessarily the absence of tears. When you are crying but you are in joy. Lord, I know you are faithful. Lord, I know you are faithful. He says, I count it all joy, no matter the situation. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, I count it all joy. I give you thanks in every situation. So, this period must be a period where it is a joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Joy that is sponsored. See, you will not have this kind of joy, or you may not understand this kind of joy, if you're not giving to God's word. That's why a believer, because see, that's why we must pay attention and we must really, really exhort the teaching ministries. You go to church and you dance. The service is uh, four hours. You dance for two hours, 30 minutes. They share testimony for 15 minutes and you hear the word for only 15 minutes. In the days of trouble, in the days of challenges, it is what you know about God. He said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and dwell them is like him to one who is wise. So if you don't hear, how will you be able to do? It is what you hear that will carry you in the days of challenge, in the days where you have challenges, in the days where you are facing trouble. So we must, we must place emphasis on the teaching ministry and we must place value on the teaching ministry. So you must give attention to his word. So this is it. The first thing is the joy that is sponsored 
by the written word of God. Say, count it all joy. Count it all joy. No matter the situation. I'm not talking as one who is shielded by privilege. No. We are, like I said, challenges can be so audacious that there are things that will happen some that will happen sometimes you open your mouth and say God and you'll be sometimes you can even forget are you sure and we are still in feet yes challenges can so be audacious that sometimes you will need to throw there's a revelation of trust that you, you will need to abuse for you to know that God is still faithful no matter what you know there are certain people who are angry with God you know they, tr- they trusted God, they served him, and probably they lost their loved ones. They prayed that their mom will not die, and she still died. And then they come and say, ah, no, God is not faithful. You see, there is a depth of revelation and, and, the, and the level of re- revelation that is needed that will help you to survive in the days of trouble. If you are not built in that, in that capacity, may you not be among those who be going online and say, God is not faithful. There is a depth and a level of, of, of understanding and a revelation and trust in God that you need. Because there are things that can happen sometimes. You open your mouth and say, wow, God, but I'm serving you. So this was the word. This joy is not sponsored by um, emotion. It's not sponsored by where you have enough. This is the kind of joy that is sponsored by his written word. That even though your life is going um, to left side, but you will not be saying what is happening. You will be saying what is written so you can see them happen. You know the words. You will not be saying what is happening. You will be saying what is written so that you can see what is written happen in your life. Joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Joy that is sponsored. See, this is what certain people have acted in their life. They have understood this. And that's why if you see some people, you think they are not going through challenges. You know, I've shared this story, um, this um, joke. It's not a joke, it's, it's a real life story. I've shared it over and over. And it's like a joke. I have a friend in Port Harcourt. So every time he has a brother or a cousin. So every time I go to see them, this guy will complain and complain and complain, you know, about his school. It was years ago then, about his school, this and that. You know, he was one training himself, he was doing small dry cleaning job and he was just moving by. I will counsel him, I will tell him God is faithful. Every time this guy sees me, he will hold me down with complaining. I will counsel him, I will say God is good, I will say this and that. I wish I had to counsel him. One day like that, you know that I like I said earlier on, everybody once in a while we test the other side of life. I was coming back so hungry, I was tasting that other side too. And then the guy came again, he saw me on the road and he held my hand and he took me to one corner and he began to complain once once again, this and that. And I just held his hand and I began to complain. I told him everything I've been through. He looked at me and said, Jesus, he took me to his house and gave me soup and said, I'm a man of God, you need to chop. You know, I, 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 I didn't even know when I began to tell him the things I'm going through. He said he had this amount of school fees to pay. I know him the one I have to pay. He was so surprised. Sometimes, you know, people can be carrying certain things that if you open it and see it, you can just fall down flat. But when you have understand this debt, that your joy is not sponsored by the things happening around you. I know that this is not something you can get in just one day. It's something that you get to by practice. Joy that is sponsored by the written word. Joy that is sponsored by the written word of God. Especially if you're a leader in any sphere, you know, 
people who you are leading sometimes don't even care you know they just come you know they just ask you this and that what was upon moses when he came upon his 70 elders they could not they, they couldn't keep quiet they were talking they were they were under the power but that was the same thing that was upon moses and he was keeping quiet because uneasy is the air that wears the ground because always are you getting it always so joy that is sponsored by the written word of god number two in this season you must trust god for a for a for a personal revelation of his word for yourself you must trust what to give you a word for yourself you know that when he has to when he has to do with scripture there there is a there is a doctrinal contest of scripture contextual and all of these things after these things in our bible study there is a doctrinal um, composition of scriptures where you interpret scripture line by line but there are times when god will give you a word for you that's that that word may be in his um, in a in a doctrinal context or something but god may give you that word personally for you for instance philippians 4 19 was um, um was apostle paul praying for the Macedonian church because they gave resources and they gave themselves now you can be studying that scripture it was a prayer that paul apostle paul made for the church in Macedonia because even in their poverty they gave once and again you know they gave him they even gave him you know they gave him once and again so it was a prayer that paul made for the Macedonian church but while you're studying god can give you that particular scripture and maybe you are going through trouble and god said don't worry i will supply your need even though the doctrinal context of that scripture was for praying for the Macedonian church but god can give you personally that scripture as a scripture for yourself in that season are you getting it god can give you as a scripture and say don't worry i will supply your need in the book of Luke, where the Bible said that when I sent you without post and script, did you lack anything? They said nothing. Now, that was Jesus asking the apostle, but you can be studying it. And then God said that scripture, the spirit of God ministered to your heart, that this one is a word for you in this season. That that project you are about to start, I'm the one sending you and I will fund it. So you must trust God for a personal word in seasons like this that god by himself will give you a word you know so every time that challenges comes to show face you can go back to what god has said to you you can do what you can go back to what he has said this is the time where you stay with his word and trust that he will give you a personal word for what you're going through you know there are people that they have done everything they have cried to people they have done this and that but they have not trust god they have not stayed with god for god to give them a word in that season that they are. so when people meet me sometimes and they are asking me they should do something or they should not do something i usually ask them you personally when you prayed what did god ask you to do what did god ask you to do so you must trust him sometimes what god may be giving to you in that season is a word of comfort hey i'm with you low and you know blow and build i'm with you this and that i'm with you god is just even though things seems to be tough but trust him to give you a word for that season so let it not be that you have done everything you have shed tears you have complained but one thing that you have not done is to go before him that he gives you a word for that season and you know, for a particular season, sometimes what God will give you is a song. Ah, it happens to me sometimes. You know, I just wake up some days when things seem not to be fine. And maybe I will just begin to, ah, maybe there's a song that I stumble into. And I just begin to sing. 
and just play the song. I can play that song for hours. I, I'm just playing it three hours. The song is still going. Just listening. Align that song to do something to my spirit, man. You can wake up and it's song. You know, you can maybe probably even an old song. Just begin to play your spirit. That's the word for that season. That God will give you a word for that season. Are you getting it? Number three. When God gives you a word for that season, one of the things you must learn to do is in that season must be a season of prayer. See, I know that you can be tired. I've been in this situation many times where you have prayed and prayed and prayed over something and it's not changing. But let me tell you, the solution is not to stop praying. If you have prayed over something and it seems not to be working, the solution is not to stop praying. Are you getting it? The solution is not to stop praying. In fact, what you might have, have to do is maybe you may ask God, what should I pray? Or how should I pray? How should I pray? The prayer of inquiry. What will you have me do? So you are praying about something. That is the that is the period or the season that maybe the word that God has given to you over the years. You know, there are times that God God has said so many things to you. And those things want to seem as if they don't want to come to pass. So in this season, you carry those prophecies that you have written in your book and you begin to pray them. Lord, you said this. You said this. Lord, you said this. Every force is holding these things not to find expression in my, in my life. Satan, I command you, take your hands off. So this is the season that you pray the prophecies or the word that God has given to you, either in that season or in previous season. You pray them until you see the manifestation. You do what? You pray them until you see the manifestation. That everything that God, God has given to you. There was prophecy on Jesus' life when he was here on earth. And he, he was praying. He was still praying. The Bible told us how he went to pray. He was communing with the Father. So you must pray that every prophecy that seems not to have found expression in your life, this is the season. Maybe the things that God had told you. I believe that you should have, you should have places where you write the things that God, God has said to you. Maybe a notebook, maybe your notepad. You begin to bring them out. Lord, you said this. Father, you said this. The Bible says you bring to his remembrance. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said this. He said by 2023, this would have happened. Lord, you, you do what? You pray prophecies on the divine expression. You do what? You pray prophecies on the divine expression. See, I'm a human. And like I said earlier on, I'm not one who is shielded by privilege. Maybe you can say that, you know, he has this and that. No. Everything you think you are going through, I'm going through it too. So not one who is shielded by privilege. Maybe you prayed about something and they are not, and you know, you are not seeing result. That is the same way me too. I'm praying about it, and sometimes I do not see result. I press until I see. Is, I press until I see. Especially if I know that this is what God has said will find expression in my life. I press until I see. So this is a, a charge and also a word of encouragement not to give up in the place of prayer. Because honestly speaking, it can be tiring. When you pray over, you pray for something, you fasted three days, you fasted seven days, you did this and, and the thing seems not to be changing and seems not to be seeing the desired result that you should see. You're a human, it will get to you. 
but irrespective of that remember i said that your joy is inspired is sponsored by the written word of god so out of that joy that is sponsored that is how your prayer life also will be sponsored it's not sponsored by the fact that i we know they pray, we know they see answer, but you you cons you, you go forth, keep praying, you press, you 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 do it consistently. Ah man of God, I've done this for years. I'm not seeing results. Go again. Do what go again until you see results. Go and press. As much as you are sure that it is God who gave you this word, it's God who said this to you, and seems not to be finding expression. Please war with prophecy until they find expression. War with prophecies on the divine expression. Number four. In this season, see, there are there is usually a temptation to isolate yourself, but this is a season that you must join yourself to a community of believers. When Satan sometimes wants to deal with a man, he brings him to isolation. Seasons where you want to isolate yourself, you know, when things are not going well the way they should go, you are prayed, you are fasted. This is it. Sometimes, uh, just, just if God helps you, you have good friends that you can just go to their place and maybe you can walk from their place, you guys can gather. Sometimes, when people just take money and go and spend lavishly, you can get an outlet with your friends. Everybody brings a certain amount of money, get an outlet with your friends. And for 24 hours, you guys stay together, pray together, worship together. You can rent an outlet, pray together. You will see that by the time you come back to your house, it will not be the same. This is when you should not isolate yourself. This is when you should join yourself to community of believers. People who think who have same uh, mindset with you, people who love the Lord and trust the Lord with you. Because when Satan wants to buffet a man or he wants to take advantage of you one of the things that he does is to make sure that he isolates you from the companies of other believers that you are not isolated from the company of other believers he he tried to isolate you so that you'll be doing pity party pity party pity party so that he can find way to do or to attack you better number five as i round up see you must learn the habit of giving thanks giving thanks praising god whether in dancing in worshiping giving thanks let's see the book of first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 no that you give them see don't uh, I, i'm just repeating this thing because sometimes people think that pastors are aliens so the things that are happening to people don't happen to pastors <laughs> if i open what is on my head for you <laughs> you, you will see it and run away um, first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He said, in everything, give thanks. Somebody died that you pray that somebody, the person should not die, and the person still died, give thanks. Oh, you may be, you may, you may be giving thanks and you're shedding tears, no problem, but give thanks. Oh, somebody, you know, you have fasted for a job, prayed, and yet they didn't select you. The Bible says, give thanks. Oh, you are trusting God that this year you will settle down. And this is Julia already, no man is proposing. The Bible says, give thanks. Ah, by now you think you'll be financially established and have your own place, your own house, so that you can begin to do things well. But now you, are, you don't even have 50,000 in your account. The Bible said, give thanks. He's saying everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks. Learn to give thanks. You know, some years ago, I think it was um, Creflueduland and what up, Kenneth Copeland. They asked Bishop Willie that. You said you are the one who taught you faith. 
how come you have this kind of multitude that you have in your church? And Bishop Willibald said, all these people you see, you are seeing here, I dance all of them in. I dance them in. See, let me tell you sometimes, it is sometimes difficult to, to engage spiritual principles when you are seeing Shiggy. Hey, take it from a man who have experience, who works in the experience of these things. It is hard sometimes to engage the principle of scriptures when you are walking through the valley of Shiggy. But you know what? We are not, we are not in our 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 depth and our revelation is higher than whatsoever thing that we are going through. Scripture is what sponsors our joy. Scripture is what sponsors our thanksgiving. Whether we, we, we know that we want things to go where the way they should, we want things to go where we said we want to enjoy that financial abundance, you know, want to be able to take care of our loved ones, we want things to go where we want to marry and settle down. But even when we are not seeing these things, we still give thanks. Oh, whether things are going the way they should go or they are not going the way they should go, we give thanks. We do what we give thanks. The Bible says, Acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I will direct your path give thanks let see let me tell you something just maybe you receive a rejection me do you know what you do just play a song and begin to dance your mind will not be able to comprehend even satan will not be able to comprehend your flesh will not be able to comprehend how come you receive a bad news and the next thing you are doing is dancing there satan get out you do not have the ability to make it to, to cause me to be sad. I dance in the presence of the Lord. I give him thanks because he's able to bring another one. He's able to bring a better one. I give him thanks no matter the situation. See, cultivate that habit of thanksgiving. Oh, thanksgiving. Things are going well. Thank him. Things are not going the way they should go. Thank him. Oh, your prayer requests have been answered. Thank him. Oh, none of your prayer requests has been answered. Thank him. We must cultivate the habit of thanksgiving. Cultivate. See, when you want to thank God when things are not going the way they should go, your mind will not be able to comprehend. Your mind will just look at you. Just say, this is my body. This my body well at all. What is it they give thanks? It will not be able to comprehend. Even Satan will be looking at you. So you must learn to give thanks. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. It is well. We thank God. We thank God. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think of. Father, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, this, you know, uh, we thought that we were going to employ you, but now this and that and that and that. We are so sorry. Well, well, I know that um, I may have issues, you know, meeting my views and all of this, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we round up now, I don't even want you to say any prayer. Do you know what I want you to do? Just thank Him. Look at the things that God has done for you. And then look at the things that you are trusting Him to do for you. You may name them. You don't need to, to omit. You can omit your mind. Name those things one after the other. Lord, remember how you wanted to, you were trusting God for admission. You didn't have money to go to school, but God found a way for you. Remember how you thought that we're not going to graduate because you didn't have money, but God came through for you. Remember how you thought you, you ah, there's no connection. How will you get your, the, the first good paying job when you leave school and God gets one for you? Remember the places that God came through for you when you thought all of were lost. There's always something in your life that if you look back, you see where God has been faithful. I want you to remember those scenarios where God had come true for you. When you thought all of were lost, when you thought things will not go the way they should go, but God came true for you. Thank him. I want you to thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. 
thank him father thank you thank you lord thank you lord thank you father we say thank you lord thank you i'm grateful lord i'm grateful lord i'm grateful for all that you have done for penia with penia lord i'm grateful lord i'm grateful in this one year the things you have done with this ministry lord we are forever grateful lord we are eternally grateful we are we, we are grateful for abuja and akaso we say thank you for the ones we did in yaba we say thank you for the lagos meeting lord we are grateful for the badu and akaso lord we are grateful lord for ikiti and akaso father we are grateful lord for abekuta and akaso lord we say thank you father we say thank you we say thank you lord even over my own life lord i thank you father thank you you brought me all the way from protocol from protocol to ibadan you watch over me you make provisions for me before there is a need you make supply father thank you lord thank you lord thank you you have put my favor in the heart of men men reach out to me you cause men to give to me you cause men to honor me lord i'm grateful father thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you when i was thinking how do i get to ibadan lord you made provision when i was thinking how do i get to this place you made a provision when i got to ibadan i was thinking how do i cope you made the provision lord thank you lord thank you every day waking up and yet you're making supply father i'm grateful lord i'm grateful father i'm grateful lord i'm grateful lord i'm grateful i thank you see what you have made out of my life lord thank you 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 you have made provisions you have met you have met my needs lord thank you lord thank you now begin to thank him for the things that you're trusting him to do lord i thank you for the place you're taking peniel to i thank you for the visions for the word that you're giving i thank you because you're faking us lord i thank you father i thank you lord i thank you for supernatural provisions for peniel lord thank you for all his causing men to give lord thank you for all his meeting the needs of peniel lord thank you lord thank you for all his causing men to give for our meetings lord thank you Lord we bless your name Lord we thank you for Lord we thank you for oh you are not cancel that is coming we thank you for for enugu and akaso that is coming we thank you for lagos island and akaso that is coming we thank you because you have made resources available we thank you because you are because you are putting it in the heart of men to give lord we thank you we thank you for this ministry that has been blessing to men lord we say thank you father we say thank you lord i thank you for my life I thank you because you have the ability to bring the prophecies over my life to pass. Lord, I thank you. Father, I thank you because you are confirming your word in my life. Lord, thank you. Father, thank you. Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I'm grateful. As a ministry, we are grateful. Father, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Father, we are grateful. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we exalt your name. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Before we round up, I would like you to pray this prayer. You know, there are sometimes that um, you may be doing all that you need to do and things just seems not to be going the way they should go. Sometimes it may not be that God is the one holding you. It may be that sometimes Satan can hide on that process to be attacking a believer. Meanwhile, you are, you are done with that school of the Spirit. You are supposed to move to another phase. 
but Satan is just resisting you. So we decree any one of us here today that Satan has been hindering your advancement in any segment of your life. Satan will rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan will bind you. Every attempt, every forces that has caused us to be stagnant in one place, anyone here who has been stagnant, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Anyone here who has been stagnant in your finances, in your job, in your career, in your work with God, in any segment of your life that you ought to have moved forward, but Satan is holding you down in one place. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I decree supernatural advancement now. Supernatural advancement now. Supernatural advancement now. Move forward now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If there's anybody here who you, you ought to have moved to another phase of your life, but Satan is just holding you down in one place, I decree that chains are broken now. In the name of Jesus. I don't know, but I'm seeing chains. I'm seeing chains. Chains are broken now. In the name of Jesus. From this night, I decree experience advancement now. In the name of Jesus. Supernatural advancement. In the name of Jesus. Anywhere that Satan has ordered your finances, I command Satan, take your hands off now. In the name of Jesus. Over your finances, I speak life in the name of Jesus. Supernatural advancement in the name of Jesus. In your walk with God, I decree speed in the name of Jesus. Anywhere Satan has held you down, I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. I decree move forward now in the name of Jesus. In your career, move forward now. In the name of Jesus, in your finances, move forward now. In the name of Jesus, in your work with God, move forward now. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we say thank you. Just lift up your voice and appreciate him. Thank him. Thank him for his word. Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we exalt you. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming out this evening. Thank you. God bless you. Keep you. Pray for you that this meeting will continue even in your dream. Every forces of stagnation comes to an end in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are in a phase where you need clarity to move to the next phase of your life. As you go to bed tonight, receive clarity in the name of Jesus. Receive clarity in the name of Jesus. The favor of the Lord rests upon you. Walk in favor in the name of Jesus. Your spiritual life, I decree fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Every stagnation, every yoke of stagnation is broken now in the name of Jesus. Move forward now in the name of Jesus. I decree men are coming for you to help and favor you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 
thank you everyone for coming out this evening. God bless you. See you on Wednesday again. Have a wonderful and a lovely night. God bless you.